what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. is good everybody hello hello we are gonna dive right into this message oh my goodness here is the title and you're probably gonna laugh at me but it's time to get salty it's time to get salty now you may think of many things when you hear the word salty but i imagine if we're talking about some spirit filled real talk it's not what you think <laughs> We are actually called to be salt and light in the world. And you know if you're cooking, what can happen if you don't add a little pinch of salt, right? Or if you add too much salt. So I am going to talk about timing. And I'm actually pulling from the book of Esther as a reference. So if you want to listen to this message and then go back and read that word with some different perspective, that will probably help you as well pull some practical wisdom out of this. So here is what I would like you to consider. Queen Esther, if you're not familiar, was asked to do something very difficult in order to help bring deliverance to her people. Now here's the thing. Most likely, (laughs) like many of us in life, she probably didn't feel like being in the challenging place where God had to put her. She probably felt like she was in a fiery furnace, right? She probably did not want the responsibility nor did she want to risk the personal harm she knew could come to her, right? Have you ever been there? You didn't want to advance. You didn't want to experience success. You didn't want to level up because of the responsibility that you inherently knew is connected to that. So maybe you stayed small. Maybe you acted like you didn't hear God, right? We we find ways. Esther was a young maiden with her whole life ahead of her too, right? So just to, you know, add to that, there was a lot of hopes and dreams that she probably had, right? And leaving her dreams behind, she was being asked to follow instructions from the Lord that seemed very dangerous, okay? Highlight the word sacrifice, right? Often when we are following God, when we're listening to Holy Spirit, when we're receiving words, for ourselves in obeying those, there's a sacrifice of some time. Typically it's time, then comfort, <laughs> then the familiar and things that we put our maybe faith and expectancy in, right? Now here's the thing. Esther was to go before the king, okay, to expose a wicked plot that had been launched against the Jews in this case. No one at this time was allowed to go before the king unless he or she was invited, not even the queen. So this is a very big, risky, dangerous situation. Esther knew that unless God gave her favor, she would be killed. And I'm getting this from Esther 4, specifically Esther 4.16. 
I would say, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I would say that Esther put everything on the line in order to obey God's will. Okay. Mordecai, who was speaking with Esther on God's behalf, keep that in mind. Who in your life is speaking to you on God's behalf? Praise God for those people. Mordecai told her that she must not keep silent. Okay, this is where the famous scripture that we see copied and pasted in Instagram stories or in Facebook feeds or in Twitter feeds, this is where it's coming from. (laughs) If she did, people would perish. So her silence could actually lead to people perishing. That's a big deal. He reminded her that perhaps she had been called to the kingdom for the very task that's now before her. So because this man showed up into her life and was able to speak God's voice, that's using the prophetic, right? He shifted how she was processing this risky and dangerous move. You too, how does this apply to you? You too may be alive today in order to fulfill the purposes of God in your generation. Hello, right? The timing and place of your birth is not accidental. God purposely and specifically places us all in certain time frames and places. God does that. Many people, though, spend their entire lives never knowing what their purpose is, but perhaps it's because they try to choose their own destiny rather than follow the leading of Holy Spirit. Hashtag God's vibes matter, okay? I I personally am somebody who, you know, because of a rough upbringing and then wanting to navigate my own life story and figuring things out and have plans and all the things was not living under the leadership of the Holy Spirit at all, right? Now, these were good things. I achieved a lot of great things and they were culturally acceptable (laughs) and praiseworthy. However, they weren't God things, okay? So think about that for your own life. Are you choosing your own destiny rather than following the leading of the Holy Spirit? This is not judgment. This is not condemnation. It's just awareness, okay? Following God requires sacrifices and a willingness to be uncomfortable. Esther reached a point of being willing to lay aside her own thoughts, plans, and ideas. Did you hear that? Esther reached a point, okay, which means there was a process to this, of being willing to lay aside her own thoughts, plans, and ideas. Probably one of the most difficult things to do. She was even willing to die if she needed to in order to obey God. Because of Esther's sacrifice and bold step of faith, God did use her to save a nation. She was more blessed in God's will than she could ever have been anywhere else. God's will is the safest place to be. God's will is not always easy, but it is always worth any sacrifice we make. Okay, so here is... Esther 4, 14. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from elsewhere, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very occasion. Wow, wow, wow. Why do I highlight this verse in particular and how does this connect to it's time to get salty? Let let me connect you. Just track with me for a second. So I'm connecting it to this verse because this is about timing. (laughs) And timing is 
everything. And how many of you know that our timing often does not match God's timing, okay? When we are following God, we are often going to be inconvenienced, right? When we are pursuing dreams and going after our own plans, that often doesn't match with God's timing, but God still has perfect timing. So timing is everything. And timing is one of those things that you can't borrow. You can't, you know, really make more of that. You just spend time or you waste time. It's that simple. You spend time or you waste time. So this is what I really want to dive in now, right now. How has God wired you? Think about that for a second. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but give yourself a second to think about that. How has God wired you for such a time as this? Think about your story. Think about your life experiences. Think about all of that. It's not random, okay? Also keep in mind that you can't teach what you don't possess. So what do you possess? Focus on what you do have and what you can teach, okay? And where God is leading you and developing you. These are keys, all right? It's also important to note that right now in the world, we are moving at a pace we have never moved at before, right? We're created to do, strangely enough, one thing at a time. And that's unlike technology, right? Technology has allowed us to multitask And it's almost become something where it's cool to be busy, right? If you check in with anybody these days, you're like, how you doing? Oh, I've just been really busy. We're glorifying busy. We think that that's an awesome like badge of approval of some kind. But what if it's not? What if you're actually wasting time? Something to consider because where your time goes, your life will follow. And you're even either spending it right? Or you're wasting it. So this is really, really important to do in inventory. Let me break this down to give you an example. So there's essentially 168 hours in one week. That's wild, right? (laughs) Now, there's some things in our week that we can control, but it's just time that's set aside, so to speak, because of things that we need to do because we're human, right? So for example, sleep. It's recommended that we get eight hours of sleep every day as a human to help us function optimally. Now, I'm not here to say if you get three hours of sleep, you can't be effective. That's on you, but that is time. So potentially, if you follow that, there's 56 hours of the 168 that are set aside. Now, if you are contributing to society, if you're advancing it in some way, if you feel called to contribute, you probably also have a job, okay? So that is also another 56 hours usually, right? Now, of course, it can be over that or under that if you're part-time, but 56 hours, okay? So between sleep and work, you've got two blocks of 56 hours set aside. Now, that also means that In this 168 hours, you still have another 56 hours, okay? So to those that say they don't have time or they're too busy, I would challenge that because you do have 56 hours that could be going towards your passion, that could be going towards launching that new business, that could be going towards serving in that ministry, that could be going to going to church, that could be going to creating that nonprofit, whatever it is for you, creating something, right? But 56 hours of your week 
can go towards your passion. And here's the thing. If you want your life to change, you've got to change where you also spend your time. That's got to change too. So you've got to then define. Here's here's really where the invitation is. You've got to define what you're going to worship and who you're going to run to when you have problems or who you're going to run to when you need help or who you're going to run to when things get tough. Who is that going to be for you, right? And you can also consider what have you run to in the past and how did that work out for you? You've probably got evidence and proof at this point, okay? So that is where getting salty comes from. For me personally, getting salty is seeking God and seeking Holy Spirit and getting wisdom that I can practically apply in my life so that that makes other people thirsty, okay? Because when you see somebody who's been spending time with God, who's got their mind renewed, who's got a different kind of spirit operating and a different presence about them, and they've got this pure heart and you can just feel it and experience it, That makes you thirsty. You want some of that and you want to know where they got it. Well, it came from what they're worshiping and who they're running to and what their source of strength is, okay? So the challenge, the invitation on today is can you live in such a way that it puts people on alert in a good way, that they want to know the Lord, that they want to be hungry to wait on the Lord and to build and develop relationship with God? Does your life preach a testimony of God? Because it should, right? If you're spending time with God, you should look like that. How you think, how you speak, how you show up, the actions that you take, right? And you can do more of that if you get intentional about your time. So I know there was a time and season where I was not very salty, (laughs) right? And I was starving for wisdom, for relationship with God. But I had to learn how to make that my passion, my my hunger for that connection, my hunger for that relationship, my desire to know the author, the creator of life and love, the source of love, and to become more like that and align with that. That was so charged in me that I became passionate about it. The pain of being disconnected for so long, the pain of having this gap, this God gap in me that only God could fill was so deep that I had to find a way to stop the bleeding. Okay. (laughs) So my passion was so strong that I was willing to build my life around that time. Okay, so I was willing to change my schedule. That 56 hours, that's passion time. I woke up and sought the Lord. I journaled. I did devotionals. I bought the Bible. I read the Bible. (laughs) I applied truth to my life. I started serving. I just made that my passion and I devoted time to it. Yes, I still needed to sleep. Yes, I still was working, but... That idle time that would have been Netflix and chill, that would have been go hang out with friends that aren't really friends and waste time. Go, right? Who even knows, right? Whatever your vice is, that's usually what it is. I radically closed all of those doors and shut my life off from all those distractions so that I could focus on making the main thing the main thing, okay? Now, in doing that, What it helped me do was get my time in order, okay? So it helped me to start seeing where was I spending time, 
right? And, and doing spirit-led things. And where was I wasting time? Time that was not developing me, time that was not renewing me, time that was not fruitful, okay? It was not a good investment. And as I got intentional and started implementing this design into my life, I started to step into God opportunities, okay? God started revealing things that I could handle, right? And that I was ready for. And this came from listening to the still small voice and taking steps of faith as I was led to, okay? Whether that was serving in ministry, whether that was being a part of a church launch, whether that was learning new information, whether that was going to ministry school, whatever these things were, opportunities would be presented and I would step into them. And I would just not be attached to an outcome. I would just trust that this is exactly where I'm meant to be, that this is a God thing, and I would see evidence and fruit of that, okay? So the opportunity on today, again, is to think about how you're spending your time. If you were to look at these 168 hours just in one week, just in one week, right? Where are you spending all of that time? Where is it going? And where can you be intentional about organizing and structuring your time different so that it's a God design versus a you design? Okay? Because that will ultimately help you get salty, right? And it'll also help you to show up more intentionally and make sure that you are stepping and aligning with things that are truly meant for you to grow, to develop you, right? So here's a couple of things to keep in mind. Here's here's how you know that it's time to to make a move, that it's time to get salty, (laughs) spend more time with God, right? And let him transform you, right? We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So waiting on the Lord, spending time with God, listening for the still small voice, making that a priority. Here's some some key takeaways to know that it's time, okay? So number one, that your capacity, literally your ability to show up is shrinking, but your calling is expanding, okay? Your capacity is shrinking wherever you're at right now, and your calling is expanding. So I notice this most in the realm of career and work professional life. That's when I really seen this happen. That's how I know it's time to move or it's time to go deeper with God or God is up to something, right? So usually that comes from a lot of discomfort within the work environment, okay? Because whenever, whenever you are comfortable or when things aren't changing and you're just maintaining status quo, you're basically not growing and developing, I know that I would like to think that just by showing up and keeping things moving, that's very influential, but it's not. Even Let's even take a, a fitness or a workout routine, right? If you just maintain, nothing changes. <laughs> you don't develop muscle. You don't get the same benefits in your body. Your body is not challenged. Your body just expects it. So for example, in, in my life, that could be running. Yes, running is great, but if you don't do some cross training, you can actually injure yourself. Okay, and there's certain benefits that you don't get if you just do the running every day. Strange, I know, you'd like to give yourself credit for just doing the thing, but you've gotta be wise about it too. So when your capacity is shrinking, you're not being challenged, you're not being 
pushed or stimulated to create, your calling is expanding, okay? So for me, in these different work environments where it was getting, it was shrinking, you know, you could just feel things coming in on you. I was led to explore and seek information. I was led to step into creativity in a way that I never had. I was led to write and publish books. I was led to launch businesses. I was led to really step into and allow my calling to expand. Because if I wasn't going to be growing and developing there, I had to have a way to challenge that because just not growing was not going to be the answer, okay? And that also helped me show up in that atmosphere in a totally different way that was more effective, okay? Now, how did this really come to my attention? One of the things that I also did at this time was sought after my own coach. Now, I am a coach, so I know the value of this. <laughs> um, but really, the value of having a coach is having somebody outside of you as a voice that can speak into the situations and circumstances that you're facing. And this is an advocate. A lot of times, I, I believe this is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit in my life shows up as a coach, right? What is God saying? How is God leading? What is God's perspective on this? How would God approach the situation? What is God's strategy here, right? So that keeps me in alignment. But having a coach in your your physical life that can be a voice that's speaking to your capacity and that's reminding you of your calling and holding things up and being a mirror for you is so, so powerful. We all need coaches. Some of the greatest people that you've seen make massive changes in their life. It's because they're connected to a coach. So that was something that I did too. I was noticing my capacity is shrinking. That's not okay. My calling is expanding, meaning I'm hungry for more. I'm called to to do the uncomfortable things, to learn new information, to put myself out there in a new way, to really get radically responsible for my capacity and make the changes that I need to make, okay? So that's number one. That was helping me get salty, all right? Number two, when fear is overwhelming, but faith is unrelenting, all right? It's time to get salty. It's time to seek God. It's time to make a move. When fear is overwhelming, but faith is unrelenting. Now, I used to have this belief that, you know, you could eradicate fear. <laughs> but what I found is, especially on the faith journey, fear is overwhelming. It doesn't go away. It intensifies, okay? So I thought that I could eradicate it from my life, and that's just not the case. And that was a very you know, false expectation, but you can annihilate it and you can annihilate it by faith and activating your faith. Because when fear is overwhelming, I start to recognize that that's something that I need to run at with active faith. Okay. So it's a strange thing, but I've always known it. The very thing that I'm experiencing fear around is what I need to run after. It's what I need to face. It's what I need to go do. So whether that's been moves across the country several times, stepping into new opportunities, taking positions that I didn't feel qualified, but I knew God was leading me to do that, right? Like giving my yes to just running at it and just trusting with faith, <laughs> right? That that God is on this and that I'm going to be led and something different is going to come out of it. So Keep that in mind that there's usually an overwhelming amount of fear, but that's actually what activates your faith, okay? So if you weren't being challenged, if you weren't made to be uncomfortable, you probably wouldn't need to get your faith higher either, okay? And then lastly, passion is burning, but peace is calling. 
Okay, passion is burning, but peace is calling. So let's talk about this one for a second. Oh man, so when you are, I mean, the greatest way to find what you're passionate about, by the way, if you don't really know what that is, it's what brings you pain, what grieves your heart, what makes you feel oh, just angsty inside, right? That is your passion, which leads to your purpose. And your purpose can have many different ways of manifesting, if you will, but it's led or fueled by your passion, okay? So God actually loves it when we need help, okay? (laughs) So being able to run to God to get salty is a good thing, is what I'm implying here. All right, and you also then develop in such a way that you're able to possess something different and influence at a whole nother level with a whole different capacity. That's supernatural, right? So the thing here with this is when passion is burning but peace is calling, what that means is is usually you feel or you're experiencing these big, I call them God dreams, but you can see this vision of where you're being led. God has maybe given you glimpses of that, or maybe you've received prophetic words, or you know, maybe you're seeing this constant theme in your life story and where it's leading you, and that just seems massive. Like it feels so big. Like without God, there's no way that could ever happen. And that's the thing. God loves it when you need help. Because <laughs> he's the one, hypothetically speaking, if you choose to, that you can run to, right? So Because of this big passion, you get peace as you run to God. Because God gives this peace that surpasses all understanding. And I'll also say that because, as we noticed here, that living in the will of God is the safest place you could ever be, you're going to experience inner conflict and inner turmoil that is wild until you surrender to your purpose. Really and truly, right? Because you're going to be called to more. You're going to know there's more for you. You're going to be super frustrated until you make these moves. So there's going to be some level of discomfort either way, either the pain of staying the same and accepting more of what is when you know there's more ahead, or, you know, the discomfort of stepping into fear and facing things so that you can get the reward that's on the other side, which is ultimately new potential that you didn't know that you had, releasing new greatness that God's put on the inside of you, experiencing new things that you didn't even know you would ever experience, right? So here are the things again. Here's how you know it's time to get salty. It's time to seek God. It's time to wait on God. It's time to listen to the still small voice and take the action steps as you're led to live by faith, right? Number one, your capacity is shrinking. You are getting frustrated. You cannot keep showing up and doing what you're doing and just be comfortable with status quo anymore. But your calling is expanding. So you are getting, I would say provoked. You're getting provoked. You're getting inspired. You're being led differently. Like you're hungry, right? Number two, when fear is overwhelming, but faith is unrelenting. So you feel terrified, just straight up freaked out, right? But there's this faith and there's this knowing and there's this conviction that still keeps you moving forward and still has you in a state of action where you are taking steps. You know, it might be one step, one day at a time, but you're still taking steps every day and making progress. Okay, and then when passion is burning, but peace is calling, this is also how you know it's time to get salty because 
God is the only one really that can handle that passion, that can handle that dream, that can handle that vision, that can give you the downloads, the revelation, the word that you need to stand on to help you move through. Okay. So an example is I love the verse from Apostle Paul when he says he's learned to be content, whether he's abased or abounding, right? Whether things are going really well or whether it's not so much, he's learned how to be content because that puts him in a receive mode. He's surrendered, he's humble, he can receive strategy and wisdom from God. And the greatest thing that he hungered for and he craved was that connection because it was that connection that allows him to be stable, that allows him to be content, that allows him to trust and to move forward and do exploits, right? So that is huge because I think about in my own life, if I'm in a great season, there's people that I'm connected to, some of them might not be. And how do I still honor and be content with the season that I'm in And then also hold space and honor where somebody else is. That's always going to be this paradox and this polarity, right? Or I might be in a really tough season. Other people are celebrating all around me in really great seasons. How do I still honor where I'm at and celebrate with them, right? So we're always going to be in a intense state, if you will, right? With many different things happening because that's the human experience. But how do you learn to be content? My way is by checking who I'm going to (laughs) worship, who I'm going to run to, where I'm going to look to for help, okay? And whether or not I'm going to get salty or not is on me. Whether or not I'm going to grow, whether or not I'm going to develop, whether or not I'm going to cultivate a new capacity, right? Whether or not I'm going to endure the discomfort so that I can step into something new, that's on me at the end of the day. And these are just a few ways that I know that it's time to adapt. It's time to adjust. It's time to make a move. Okay. So hopefully that helps you. But another way to look at this, when we just go back real quick to those 168 hours in one week, if you focus on purpose, that will change everything that you're doing to preparation and you'll have peace. Okay, so you're not going to be super overwhelmed or really fearful or really stressed out or really, you know, in a really troublesome place. When you get a hold of your purpose, right, and you find it by your passion, when you get a hold of your purpose, then you're going to see everything that you're currently doing is preparation. So even though maybe you're not at a job that you love, maybe you see more for your life, but it's preparation. So you'll approach it and attach meaning to it and process it in a very different way. And that will give you peace. You can be in a place that you know you're not ultimately going to be forever and have peace about it because you know who's in control, you know who's leading, you know that timing is everything, you're on your way, you're preparing, and when the time is right, the Lord will make it happen. So rather than having completely disorganized time blocks throughout your day, kind of showing up with purpose, kind of not showing up with purpose, not remembering what you did half the time, having no inventory of if you're spending or wasting time, that can be messy. And that alone can lead to mental breakdowns. That can lead to anxiety. That can lead to frustration. That can lead to emotional disruptions and instability. That can lead to heartache. That can lead to so much just because of disorganized time. For real. So, It's time to get salty. (laughs) 
It is time to get salty. It's time to get your time in order. It's time to do an inventory of how you're spending time and how you're wasting time because that's all there is right? And make some adjustments. Do you need more sleep to be more effective and to be more present? Do you need to assign new meaning to what you're doing in the workplace? Do you need to spend more time in your passion? (laughs) Say la, right? (laughs) It's just, do you? It's a question for you. Only you can answer that question. And already, you know if you have conviction in your spirit or not. Okay, but when you, when you, and I know this to be true, when you step into your purpose, when you figure out what it is that you're really passionate about, what breaks your heart, and you step into your purpose and you start seeking God and seeking the Lord just with all your heart, God will reveal these God opportunities to you and what your next step is. And as you take that step, you will see your purpose unfold. You will see everything become preparation for what's next and you will have peace about it. The safest place to be is in the will of God. You will have peace that that's what you're doing. All right. So it is time to get salty. Time to get salty. God, we pray that you'll give us hearts like Esther's where we're willing to do your will at any cost, right? That could be a prayer for you. All right, so take a look at Esther again for, read about that for such a time as this. Why are you on the earth at this time? What is unique about you? What do you possess that you can teach about? How has God wired you? What are you passionate about and how can you restructure your time so that you can plug more in to your passion and purpose? That is the invitation on today. If you loved this message, make sure that you give a girl a subscribe (laughs) or that you go like and make some comments. You can do that either on Spotify or you can do it on the Apple Podcast app. And if you know a friend that could absolutely hear this message, make sure that you copy the link and share it with them. Be a friend, okay? And then the other place that you can visit for more resources, whether it's a small group study, whether it's a self-mastery course, books on how God's vibes matter and how I walk through that for myself and really help other people to do that, coaching resources, all the things. You can go visit julianapage.com. You can also follow daily life happenings over on Instagram at Miss Juliana Page and also on Facebook. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.